from Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, it's our week in review and what a week it was. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, December 16, 2022. We have a lot to get through today. It was a hell of a week, and I want to get straight into it. So let's look at those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. The time is 9.52 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $17,050, down 2.8% in 24. Ethereum is at $1,216, down 4.6%. Teller's number three, USDC's number four, and Binance is at $250, down 4.8% in 24, but 13.5% in seven. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic, and apparently whatever that... Coco, whatever I said yesterday, it's gone. I don't even know what that was, but it was in the top 10. It was at number six yesterday, and now I can't even find it in the top 100. Apparently, that was a mistake on Coin Market Cap. Speaking of market cap, the total market cap is at 827.9 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 39.6 and an F dominance of 18%. And I have a question for you What do you think of the markets overall? Do you think we're going to head into a deep recession where we're going to have mass layoffs? The housing market's going to tank. Do we think that we're going to see like lower lows in all of the markets? I've seen this floating around on Twitter quite a bit. The comparison of the markets in 2008 and the markets now. And it looks as though they're almost looking the same. And if it is at the same time, in the next month or two, we're going to have a total crash in the market. Do you think that's even possible? Do you think that's where we're heading? I want to know. Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. What do you think of the future of the markets? All right, let's get into it. Let's go back in time to Monday. What happened on Monday? It was a hell of a week, so you might have forgot that on Monday, SBF was defending the accusation that he intentionally brought down Three Arrows Capital in Luna. He said, I made a lot of mistakes this year, but this was not one of them. There's no evidence because it didn't happen. Please, please focus on your own house. And that was in reply to Jusu, Three Arrows Capital, and those accusations. Jusu tweeted this, I have firmly said that we've been hunted since my July Bloomberg interview. Go back and read it. Simply the truth. But one so inconvenient that at the time my own advisors didn't want me to say it because it could be bad optics and seen as deflecting. Also on Monday, we heard from John Reed Stark. He's a former SEC regulator. And he said that Binance's recent proof of reserves report is how he defines a red flag. And their audit was done by Mazars. The report does not address the effectiveness of internal financial controls, adding that it fails to vouch for the numbers. Crypto.com also released a proof of reserves report, also done by Mazars. 
And in news today, speaking of Mazars, they indicated that they will temporarily pause their work with all crypto clients globally, which include Crypto.com, KuCoin, Binance. A Binance spokesperson said that they've reached out to multiple large firms, including the big four. They're all unwilling to conduct a proof of reserve audit for private crypto companies, so they're still looking for a firm to do so. I wonder why. That's the question. Why did they drop out all of a sudden? And finally on Monday, Justin Sun, in a very tone-deaf tweet, tweeted, Deploy more capital. Steady, lads. And that was mimicking a tweet from Terra Labs CEO Do Kwan just prior to Terra Luna's collapse in May. Justin Sun, he included transaction data with that tweet and showing him swapping more than 203,000 USDC and 570,000 USDT to try to prop up his algorithmic stablecoin USDD. Did it work? Well, no, because USDD is trading at 98 cents today. And if you're not a financial person, uh, 98 cents is not a dollar, and it's supposed to be a dollar. You guys might be thinking, oh, what's the difference between 98 cents and a dollar? Well, if you're looking at the 24-hour volume of $34 million traded or exchanged with USDD, that's the difference of 780K. Tuesday was a hell of a day. It was a day that Brad Sherman dubbed SBF as inmate 14372 during the House Financial Services Committee. But for this news, we have to go back to Monday. Monday, inmate 14372 said that he will not appear at the House Committee hearing because of the paparazzi effect. Then the Bahamas said, don't worry about anything. We'll got that for you. You don't have to appear. We'll just arrest you. And he did, in fact, get arrested. Inmate 14372 was charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers, wire fraud on customers, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on lenders, wire fraud on lenders, conspiracy to commit commodities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate campaign finance laws. Also, on Tuesday, the U.S. Justice Department, they were considering filing criminal charges against Binance and CZ Zhao. Prosecutors are divided whether to move aggressively and quickly against the exchange or take more time to review the evidence. This is according to Reuters, citing four sources familiar with the matter. On Wednesday, inmate 14372, in extreme privilege and a delusional state of to his surroundings and his situation, told everybody that he's willing to accept house arrest. Just I'm willing to. Don't worry about it. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to accept house arrest. And he wanted the judge to give him low bail so he can sit at home and, you know, just think about things. And this is literally what he said. Literally. This is, I'm not making this up. This is not hyperbole. This person of extreme privilege and apparently thinks that he can do whatever the hell he wants said, told the judge, I'm, I'm willing to accept house arrest. Well, the judge wasn't having it. He said, held to the naw, called inmate 14372 a flight risk and ordered Sam Bateman Freed to be sent to the country's Department of Corrections. Right now, rumor has it, he's sitting in a rat-infested jail. But he's in good spirits, apparently. And what do we say about this? We don't really care, do we? Also on Wednesday, we heard from SEC's Hester Peirce. She said that she has seen no real movement on the SEC crypto regulations since she joined in 2018. And this goes to what the House Financial Service Committee was asking and the Senate was asking, how could this happen? I want to push it back to the legislators, the House, the Senate. Look, through the House and Senate hearings, and I sat through quite a bit of it, I want to say probably about 60% of of both of them, I never heard them take personal accountability and say, you know what, 
We dropped the ball. We didn't make any legislation. We knew this was happening. We didn't force the SEC or the CFTC or anybody to do anything. We didn't make any regulations. We didn't propose any bills. Well, we proposed bills, but there's bills just sitting there. We didn't move on anything. Just totally delusional, total lack of personal responsibility. They are the legislators. Why did they not do anything? But now everybody wants to try to figure out and point fingers at everybody else. (laughs) Just total dysfunction. And finally on Wednesday, CZ Zhao told employees in a memo that he expects the next several months to be bumpy. And there'll be a lot of extra scrutiny and tough questions that they have to answer for. On Wednesday, Binance customer withdrawals exceeded $3 billion in 24 hours. Yesterday, Thursday, documents obtained by the Wall Street Journal revealed that FTX Digital Chairman tipped off authorities in the Bahamas about FTX using customer funds to cover losses at Alameda Research. The executive director of the Securities Commission of the Bahamas sent requests to investigate, marked urgent to the commissioner of the Royal Bahamas Police Force on November 9, 2022. FTX's Digital Chairman told officials that client assets which may have been held with FTX Digital were transferred to Alameda Research and such transfers were not allowed and therefore may constitute as misappropriation, theft, fraud, or other crime. He also told authorities that the only people who were able to transfer client assets to Alameda and who had the necessary codes or passwords to do so was inmate 14372, Sam Bateman-Fried, Director of Engineering, and co-founder Gary Wong. Also yesterday, the White House refused to clarify whether it would return any political donations made to President Joe Biden by disgraced FTX founder. Sam Bateman-Fried. It also won't comment whether elected officials should return similar donations. And this was from the White House Press Secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Corrine Jean-Pierre also says she's barred from publicly discussing the subject or the president's views on it. She said four times in that press conference that she's covered by the Hatch Act. What is the Hatch Act? Well, the Hatch Act is a federal law that aims to prevent government employees from engaging in political activities while on duty or using government resources. It applies to most executive branch employees as well as some state and local government employees, but does not apply to the president or the vice president. Violations of the Hatch Act can result in fines or removal from office. And moving into today's news. Now, I'm trying to experiment. This is not going to be the norm. I'm, I just want to be fully transparent about this, because I, I. but I was really curious because I heard that ChatGPT can summarize different articles and so i wanted to have it summarize the articles for today's news and so today's news is all summarized by chat gpt written by chat gpt just because i wanted to play with it tell me what you think matthew you're in at crypto.co trust me this is not what i'm going to do every week for every new show i just want to try it here we go ftx has filed a motion in the bankruptcy court of delaware to seek approval for the sale of four independent solvent subsidiaries the company is attempting to generate funds to repay its creditors who it owes billions of dollars. The subsidiaries up for sale are Embed Technologies, Ledger X, LLC, FTX Japan, and FTX Europe. The motion is scheduled for a hearing on January 11, 2023, and the deadline for objections is December 29, 2022. FTX has already received dozens of unsolicited bids for the subsidiaries, but the sale cannot proceed without court approval. The deadlines for the bids for the different subsidiaries range from January 18th of 23 to February 1st of 23. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Silvergate Bank, Silvergate Capital Corporation, and Silvergate CEO Alan Lane, alleging that they aided and abetted the fraudulent activities of now-bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange FTX. 
The suit claims that Silvergate, a federally regulated bank, maintained accounts for both FTX and its affiliated company, Alameda Research, and engaged in first-hand participation in the commingling of funds, improper transfers, and lending out customer money. The suit also accuses the defendants for making misleading statements and failing to disclose that the company's platform did not have sufficient controls and procedures in place to detect instances of money laundering. The suit comes after Silvergate's stock was downgraded by Morgan Stanley. And as we know, a group of senators, including Elizabeth Warren, was sent a letter requesting information about Silvergate's relationship with FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried entities. And finally today, Coinbase is developing a tool that will allow users to recover their ERC-20 tokens that were previously thought to be permanently stranded after being sent to incompatible addresses associated with the exchange. The tool, which will be available in the next few weeks, will be able to recover 4,000 unsupported tokens. The amount of lost tokens is unknown, but Coinbase said it is a small fraction of the total transfers made. Users who want to recover their tokens will need to provide information about the transactions that led to the loss, and a small fee will be charged to recover the amounts of over $100. It is not clear yet if the tool supported incompatible tokens beyond ERC-20s and will not be available in Japan or on Coinbase Prime. And again, those summaries were done by ChatGPT. Tell me how they did. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Again, I'm not going to just run all the news through ChatGPT. <laughs> it's not my style. But I've been playing a lot with it to figure out what it can and can't do, what it's good for, what it's not good for. And anyway, I read it could summarize things, and I thought, hey, why not just put it in here? I had to do all kinds of things so far. So, far. so this is part of the whole process of playing with the new tech. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I hope I didn't have too much mush mouth today. Pronouncing words was rather difficult and I tried my best and, and you won't believe how many takes it took me to get through this pod today. It was just one of those days. Anyway, until Monday, happy hodling and have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs>